Check me out now. Tony. Yeah. Walked out of Louis looking like a virgin discount. If it ain't a hundred, it's a miscount. Seven days a week, I smoke six ounces. If a chick with me, she like big house. If a chick with me, she like foreign cars. If a chick with me, she like. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. And welcome to 2021. This is the first episode of the Unpopular Podcast that is shot and aired in 2021. So, welcome. I hope you guys had a great New Year's. I hope you guys had a great New Year's Eve. I hope you guys stayed safe. And I hope you guys have a prosperous year. But where I want to start is New Year's Day. New Year's Day, of course, you get the big games, big football games. You get the, I believe it's the Peach Bowl and the Rose Bowl. I mean, not the Rose. Is it the Rose Bowl? Peach Bowl and the Rose or Sugar Bowl with them too. We got Alabama and Notre Dame against Clemson and Ohio State. I don't really need to talk about the Alabama Notre Dame game. I mean, it kind of went exactly how we expected. Notre Dame, Notre Dame really isn't good when it comes or really hasn't shown that they belong when it comes into the college football playoffs. Every time they've gotten there or every time they've played a big team, they've got destroyed. And while they didn't get destroyed against Alabama, the game wasn't as close as the score would would project that it was. Um, And that's one thing that I kind of took from that game was Alabama let Notre Dame linger a little too long. Not saying that they lost, of course. Not saying that they didn't handle business because they definitely did. But, yeah, I... Notre Dame got blasted. Uh, Devon, Devontae Smith and uh, that you know Harris, Mac. It it just Alabama is just good. You know what I mean. So I don't really need to spend time on that. What I do want to spend time on, what I do want to start my show with, was the Ohio State Clemson game. Now a lot of things went into this game, especially. When you look at some of the comments that came out before the game, you had Dabo Sweeney, who was the coach for Clemson, coming out saying that Ohio State shouldn't even be in the top 10. They should be the 11th best team. You you have, you know, a, a lot of people, including myself, expected Clemson to win. And the reason why is because, one, to me, you have the best player on the field in, in Trevor Lawrence. A lot of people have him going number one overall to the Jags. You have a, 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 a senior latent team, late team on the offense and defense. And I just didn't think that Ohio State, you know, was as experienced this year at least as Clemson was, seeing as though they only played six games, the the Big Ten had to change some rules to allow them to be in the um, Big Ten championship against Notre Dame. I mean Northwestern, which they won. But what we saw New Year's Day <laughs> in the Ohio State Alabama game, I mean Ohio State Clemson game, was one team that was was dominant and the other team that was dominated ohio state beat clemson at every and at every single level of the game they beat them running the ball they beat them throwing the ball they beat them on the defensive line they beat them on the offensive line it's like you know i I say this all the time winning 
winning clouds your perception on a lot of things. You know, we talk about for the longest we've talked about uh, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, being eleven and zero. But I said that that clouds a lot. Of, like, there's a lot wrong with Pittsburgh. And then once you once the losing started to come, or the the what three game losing streak came, you started to hear a lot louder. Oh, you know, they have this 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 going on with them. It's kind of the same with Clemson. Clemson has Trevor Lawrence. You have studs at the wide receiver position you have travis t in at the running back position you have some a, a lot of good seniors when it comes to the defensive side of the ball but there's a lot wrong with clemson and there was a lot wrong with clemson and i was one of those people that thought that even though you have trevor lawrence and you have some of the pieces that you have on both sides of the ball those problems were going to be superseded by the talent that they have for instance Clemson this entire year, their offensive line has not been good. They weren't good in the beginning of the year. They weren't good in the middle of the year, and they weren't good in the uh, in the on New Year's against Ohio State. They they allow I, they they're I don't know what it is, man. They just they're not good at protecting the quarterback. And I and the thing is, Ohio State's uh, I guess deficiency was their defensive line and their defense altogether and it didn't show but Clemson's offensive line is has been bad this entire year oh, hold on <laughs> uh, another thing that we've seen from Clemson is their defense has been susceptible to big plays and as we saw <laughs> on New Year's big play galore like they man Hell, Justin Fields had seven, I mean, six touchdowns. And it, it and a lot of those touchdowns were bombs, too. So, I, again, Clemson, they're, they're, them winning really projected or really clouded a lot of their problems. But what did we see on Saturday? Or what did we see on New Year's? On New Year's, we saw Trevor Lawrence looked, he looked good, but he looked as good as the entire team, if that makes sense. The entire team didn't look good, but Trevor, you can tell Trevor Lawrence was the best part of this team. You know, he was, he, he while he did throw a couple interceptions or an interception, he didn't lose a couple fumbles. You know, it, it just, he just, he, it looked like he, how am I going to say this? Clemson looked like they were outmatched in every way, shape, and form at every position. And I want to talk about Justin Fields for a second. Uh, we saw the big hit that I don't know. I think his name is Kaskowski or something. The big hit that Kaskowski, if I, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying your name wrong, so my fault. He hit, he hit, he lit up Justin Fields. I was surprised. Now, they're still saying that there was no damage, but I was surprised that he didn't have a couple crack ribs. He He looked like he was out for the count, bro, when he got hit. And Clemson was already down what like two touch two or three touchdowns before then, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, Clemson might come back and take this after that hit." But then when I saw that Justin Fields did not, I think yeah he didn't miss a play after that, and 
came back and still after that he still threw like three or four touchdowns that just shows you know this this win that win did us didn't do much for for trevor lawrence i mean let me say this the loss didn't do much for trevor lawrence i still think that trevor lawrence is going to go number one to jet to the jaguars i think that what he's done in his entire career only losing twice he lost to uh, uh, lsu and he lost to ohio state I think what he's accumulated as a career still grants. I mean, he's he's still allotted to be number one. But I think that this law, I mean, this win did so much more for Justin Fields. The thing is, a lot of people were questioning, should Justin Fields be the second quarterback to be taken off the board? And, and, and you had people like the BYU quarterback. You had... Uh, Texas quarterback. He was. He's. He declared for the draft, and a lot of people were saying he can go. You had so many people that were questioning: Should Justin Fields go second? And I think that this not only solidified that he is the second best overall. I mean, let me say this: I think that this not only solidified that he can be good in the NFL, but there really shouldn't. I, I think that the he is closer to Trevor Lawrence than the second best player is to him. If that makes sense. Now, no, again, I don't think that Justin Fields should go number one over Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that. But what I do think is the the gap between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields is a lot closer than a lot of people like to like to think it is. And again, I I, I want to congratulate not only Justin Fields, but Ohio State. Because, again, I didn't think they were going to win. The, win. I, not only that, I, I didn't think they were going to beat Clemson. I had Clemson win. I had Clemson win the entire thing. So, shouts out to dude. Now, I don't know. You know, I, let me, let me know. I think that, what I think is this. I think that we're seeing Alabama steamroll people. But I think that these teams are a lot more evenly matched than than we than than is being projected right now. I, I I'll still take Alabama in the national championship, seeing as though that offense is clicking on all cylinders. However, I do think, like I said, Ohio State, both offensively and defensively, is closer than a lot of people want to talk about to Alabama defensively and off. Well, let me say this: I don't think that I don't think Ohio State. Offense is close to Alabama's offense, seeing as though they have, you know, Weddle. I believe uh, that he might play, and that just brings on another wide receiver that can blow the doors off the, the the roof. But I do think that, you know, as a team, both teams are a lot evenly matched, or are more evenly matched than a lot of people want to say. But again, I want to shouts out to Justin Fields and Ohio State. Uh, Buckeyes for beating Clemson and making it to the national championship. Shouts out to Alabama for beating Notre Dame, making it to the national championship. Shouts out to Justin Fields, man. This just shows the grit that he has because let me tell you this. (laughs) Let me get hit like he got hit in that game. You probably wouldn't see me for a solid four or five years. But he, he didn't miss a play. And not only did he miss a play, and you can tell, you can you saw him grimacing. You saw that he was hurt. And he was still dropping dimes. He was still sitting in the pocket. Yeah, 
again, he his mobility was kind of hindered after that, but it wasn't like it, it didn't just go away. He he played incredible. So again, shouts out to Justin Fields, shouts out to the Ohio State uh Buckeyes. Now, what does this mean for Clemson? Do I think Clemson's gonna fall off the map? No. I, I know Trevor Lawrence is gonna go, but they I forgot I don't even know how to say the backup's name, but he can be a number one overall pick if he continues to nurture his game and and Clemson nurtures him. But Clemson still has a top five recruiting class next year. I think Clemson's going to be right back where they are. I don't know if they'll win the national championship next year, but again, they're they're recruiting still top five. They still have a lot of good players coming back. They do lose some some good players. You do lose Trevor Lawrence. You do lose Trevor Travis T E N. You do lose some of the seniors on the defensive side of the ball, but. It's just a it's just a conveyor belt of of talent because as you lose some some great players, you're getting some great players. So that that's that. Uh, but moving forward, let's 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 go back. Let's go over into the NFL. Let's talk about some of the. We're we're gonna talk about all the all the matchups. I'm gonna give my first round predictions of all the NFL games. I'm gonna talk about. Uh, the teams that didn't make the playoffs and what what happens next for them. But let's just let's just go over some games that happened, or let's go over the games that happened in Week Seventeen. We're gonna start with, I mean, <laughs> the Buccaneers beat the Falcons forty four to twenty seven. I think Tom Brady threw for like four hundred yards. the The Bucks are clicking at the right time. And while I do think that a lot of the criticism that the Bucks received throughout the entire year is warranted, I do think that, you know, Tom Brady knows what time it is. He knows what time of the year it is. And that's it's, it's not coincidental that the Bucks are playing their best football this time of year. Now, I, again, I understand that it's it's still the Falcons and the Falcons are, are four and 12 for a reason. But. Yeah, it's, it's no it's no secret that the Bucks are playing their best game or their best football these last four weeks. So <laughs> let's 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 go over to the NFC East for a little bit. So the New York Giants beat the Dallas Cowboys twenty three to nineteen. I was actually at this game, and here's the thing, man. We don't need to talk about. There's a lot wrong with Dallas. And I think the biggest re- the biggest thing that's wrong with Dallas, because on paper, now I understand that you, you dealt with a lot of injuries, both to Dak Prescott, both to the offensive side of the ball, I mean, offensive line. But here's the thing. Even with the talent that you have on paper, this team is better than a 6-10, even without Dak, even with some of the injuries that hit the offensive line, even with some injuries that hit the defensive side of the ball, they're better than six and ten. So what does that show me? That shows me two things. That shows me a you need to reevaluate the coaching situation because the team that 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 you have shouldn't be a six and ten team. That's that's just given. Even with Dak or no Dak. You should, and honestly, Dak isn't a top five quarterback in the league. So with or without Dak, you should be better than six and 10. But what it really shows me is where is the money going? And when I say, where's the money going? Who has 
if you look at any team, right, any good team, and you look at where the money's going, that kind of shows where they are as as far as how good they are. Let's look at let's let's look at let's look at the 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 Pittsburgh Steelers. The money's going to Big Ben. The money's going to Juju. The money's going to uh, T.J. Watt. The money's going to Cameron Hayward. Those are the people that's getting the most money. And you have to realize the Pittsburgh Steelers, those are some good people. Now, of course, we're going to talk about a little bit later how far I see them going, this and the third. But that team is 12-4. and four. The right people are getting the, the – not only are the right people getting the money, but the people that are getting the money are producing. Wait, let's let's look at the Bills. You have Josh Allen, who you don't have to pay him right now because he's still on his rookie deal, but you have Josh. In fact, I think they re-upped on Josh Allen, if I'm not mistaken. But you have Josh Allen. You have Stephon Diggs. You have uh Micah Hyde. No, not Hyde. You have you have players on two players on the defensive side of the ball. They are thirteen and three, and a lot of people think that they're the best they're the best team in the league. The money is going, the people that are getting the money, one, the money is going to the right places. And two, the people that are making the most money are producing the most. Let's look at the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson, uh, uh, Jamal Adams, um, uh, Chris Carson, and I think Carlos Dunlap. No, not Dunlap. Um, I think... uh, Tyler Lockett, for and they're right now 12 and 3, 12 and 4. So what I'm saying is the right people are getting the right money. I mean, the right people are getting the money and they're producing. Let's look at Dallas. Let's go back to Dallas. You got Ezekiel Elliott. You have Trevor Lawrence. No, not Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry. You have Demarcus Lawrence. You have Jalen Smith. And you have... Uh, What's his name? Amari Cooper. Ezekiel Elliott is having arguably one of the worst, statistically, one of the worst seasons he's ever had, both in college and in the NFL. Now, I was one of those people that thought, I thought Ezekiel Elliott was going to, his game was going to propel or, you know, he he was just going to blossom after Dak Prescott left, I mean, got injured. Now, I didn't think that Dak Prescott was holding him back or anything. I thought that they would be better because, oh no, I, not they. I thought he would be better because he needed to be better. The team needed him. You know, you're losing one leader in Dak Prescott. They need you to be better. So because of that, I thought they would be better. Or I thought he would be better. He has been statistically one of the worst running backs in the starting running backs in the entire league this year. He he caused himself out of big plays. Now he has dealt with some some injuries and stuff, but they're not major injuries to make him, you know, like just drastically fall off. That's Ezekiel Elliott. We know about the defense. So Demarcus De- 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 Lawrence and and Jalen Smith and it's it's like. If you know, you don't know what you're going to get from game to game. Some games they look incredible. Some games they look like what they look like against um, Washington that one time. Like they just or or Green Bay. You know, it's like you you don't know what you're going to get, and that that's not what you want from some of your top 
paid players. You don't know what you're going to get. And then you have Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper has the talent to be a top five wide receiver in the league, but I don't know if he has the motor or the want to to be a top five wide receiver in the league. And that's because there's games where you can look up. Like, let's think about it. Let's look at some of the top wide receivers in the league. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You know when DeAndre Hopkins is in the game because it seems like nearly every time he makes an impact play or he is he impacts winning or losing because that's how good and that's how important he is. Look at Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is arguably one of the best, if not the best. Let me say this. He, is, he has been the best wide receiver at least this year in the National Football League. He leads the league in touchdown touchdowns. He's just the Green Bay Packers are as good as they are because of the dynamic duel that is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. If Devontae Adams doesn't play well, more than likely they're not winning that game. Let's look at another wide receiver. Let's look at Julio Jones. Julio Jones has been hampered this entire year. And, and I'm not saying it's all on him, but look at the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons is 4-12. and 12. I'm almost sure if Julio Jones was not in and out the entire year or dealt with the hamstring injury, they would be better than 4-12. and 12. I don't think they'll be playoff good, but they'll be a lot better than 4-12 and because that's how good Julio Jones is. Go back to Amari Cooper. There's games where you look at them. We don't, I totally forgot Amari Cooper was in the game. And there's moments where Amari Cooper, they need Amari Cooper for a big play and he's not there or he drops the ball. It's just, it, it, it just doesn't, you know, he just doesn't have the motor like a top wide receiver. And that's who you're paying. I think that's, he's one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. So you really, you really, when you when we talk about the coach, you know, there's still I think there's still questions if Mike McCarthy's even good enough to be a coach at this point. Uh, let me not say this. Yeah, if he's good enough to be a head coach at this at this point, and then you're looking at who gets the money, who are we paying, and the people that you're paying has not produced, and and it's funny because that's that was Dak Prescott's biggest gripe is you're not paying me my worth. You're paying people on this team who have not produced the way that they should have. And because of that, you guys sit at 6-10 and and outside the playoffs. That's just how it is, man. And that was was a bad brand of basketball yesterday, man. I mean, yeah, yesterday. No, Sunday. That was a bad brand of basketball, bro. I watched... You know, the Giants, the the thing is, the Giants aren't good, but they tried. And and they're trying one. Daniel Jones made some Sterling Shepard went crazy on that team. Uh and they even tried to give you give you the, the 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 Giants tried to give the game away with the last with the last second uh fumble that was recovered, but you know, that's just the NFC East. But let's move forward. Um the Vikings beat the beat the Lions thirty five to, I mean thirty seven to thirty five. Shouts out to Justin Jeffries becoming, I think he yeah he breaks Randy Moss's receiving yards by a Vikings rookie. 
I'm not going to lie to you. I saw Jeffries in college playing for LSU, and I know he was great, but I didn't think that he would turn out to be arguably, no, ain't no real argument. I didn't think he would turn out to be the best wide receiver in this class. I didn't think some of the top wide receivers in this class that are top wide receivers would be there. Like I didn't, I didn't see Tyler Higby being, or Tyler Higgins, I'm sorry, being this good. I didn't see Justin Jeffries being this good, especially with the, with the lack of quarterback or the inconsistent quarterback uh, play that has been Kurt Cousins. But Again, shouts out to Justin Jeffries. I think, you know, it's not not only rightfully so that he deserved to break Randy Moss's Vikings record, but one of the first wide receivers in in God knows how long to be invited to the Pro Bowl. So, shouts out to him, man, and and shouts out to that team. I I think that Jeffries has, you know, he has a skill set to me to be a, a, a top wide receiver for years to come. You know, he just needs to continue to improve and, and continue to do what he does. But, you know, he has that skill set to be great. And, and you know, shouts out to him. So the Patriots beat the Jets 28-14. Uh, to 14. And what I want to talk about is the news that came out saying that at the end of the season, so now – the Patriots and Cam Newton are likely going to part ways. I kind of saw it coming. Uh, you know, we've seen the struggles that the Patriots have had this year. We've seen some of the struggles that that Cam Newton has had this year. We saw the media scrutiny that both sides have had. And now what's, what's next for Cam? You know, uh, I I am adamant, and I I've been very vocal saying that a lot of these struggles that the Patriots have had is not Cam Newton's fault. Now, yes, I'm not absolving Cam Newton for how you know for playing bad. He has had some bad moments. That that's not debatable. But I don't. I think that I think that they have they as in the Patriots has not has not given cam newton the best opportunity to succeed as far as putting talent around him some of the coaching decisions uh i just don't think that you've put him in the best opportunity you know you haven't really made made it easy for him to to succeed so what's next for cam newton uh where does what what does cam newton go from here i think i think that i don't i don't know if he'll, you know, let me say this. What does Cam Newton need? Let's say what. Let's let's talk about this. What does Cam Newton need to succeed? We've seen Cam Newton succeed, and I mean, hell, he he's he's been an MVP. He went to the Super Bowl. What does Cam Newton need to succeed? He needs at least a top receiver that can create separation, and he also needs a solid defense. So where where can I see Cam Newton going where he can succeed and thrive the most next year? Well, there's a couple places. I I don't know. I I think a lot of people are throwing around the 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 Panthers. I think that that bridge is burned, seeing as though how how all the, everything ended. I think that I can really see. I can see Cam Newton in Washington. 
And I say you have a top receiver in Terry McLaurin. Yeah, the receiver core is not the greatest, but you still have a top receiver. And you have a, another receiver who, while he isn't the greatest, he he's still serviceable, and that's Chris Sims. You have a really good running game. You have Antonio Gibson. You have uh, J.D. McKissick, who can also play. He's a really good uh, catching tight end. He also have Barber. And then you, you uh, a solid defense. You have, not solid, you have a top defense in the league. Not the top, but a top defense in the league, especially the defensive line. And then you have a coach that you're familiar with in Ron Rivera. So he knows how to get the best out of you because with Ron Rivera, that is when Cam Newton played his best. 2015, got the Panthers all the way to the Super Bowl, won the MVP. I can, re- I can see him, th- I can see him in Washington. I can really see him. I, now, again, I don't think him being in Washington will win them a Super Bowl or anything, but I do think that Washington would be a really good fit for him. Another place I can see him is New Orleans. You know, a lot of people, hell, there was a report this weekend saying that a lot of people fear feel that this is Drew Brees last year. And while you've shown that you have the utmost confidence in Taysom Hill I still think at this moment Cam Newton is better than Taysom Hill and I don't think that Jameis Winston will be there next year as you know I think that there there's other teams that could use a starting quarterback and I think that they'll look at Jameis Winston so I can really see him with New Orleans you know Cam Newton throwing the ball to Michael Thomas and you have Alvin Kamara you have Emmanuel Sanders you have uh that defense that's incredible you know Jenkins uh Lattimore, you, Cameron Jordan, like you have that, that would be a perfect, to me, a perfect place for him to go as well. Um, you know, you, you have, uh, I think, I think a team that, like I said, no, will know how to you one will know how to use him and have a, a offensive coach or offensive coordinator that can work around him or that can not work around him, but can utilize some of his skills better will will definitely do do him a lot better. I think uh the Broncos. I don't know if the Broncos are completely done with Drew Locke, but you know, you have Judy, you have some of the talent that they have and the defense is is still really good. You have Von Miller coming back next year. So, I can see that, you know, the Chargers. No, never mind cuz I don't see them moving off of Justin Justin Herbert and Cam Newton could go to the Chargers and be a backup. I don't know if he wants to do that, especially with Tyrod Taylor and everything that happened there. Um, I don't know. I, I do think that Cam Newton is still good enough to be, even though what we saw this year, I do think that Cam Newton is still good enough to be a starting quarterback. And I do think that um, he deserves the opportunity to still be a starting quarterback for a team that utilizes him better you know what i mean so um let's let's keep going let's keep i'm I'm not gonna sit and talk about all these games but uh oh and the jets fired no we'll talk about that a little later (laughs) so the steelers lost to the browns 24 to 22 the steelers did sit like pretty much all their best players um but Again, the Browns, the Browns beat them. The Ravens destroyed the Bengals. 
uh, 38-3. They needed this game. So did the Browns. But they, they needed this game a lot to just make it to the playoff, make it in the playoffs. They ended up with the sixth seed. Um, but that's another team, the Ravens, that are just hot right now. And that's the last place that you – that's the last team that you want to – one of the last teams you want to see. The the Bills destroyed the Dolphins uh, 56-26. to This – that was a huge loss for the – Dolphins who because they lost throughout the playoffs um Tua did not have the best game he had three interceptions uh, and it's not really all in Tua's fault but because that defense gave up 56 points which is uh, that's crazy but again that was that the Seahawks beat the 49ers 26 to 23 uh you know Seattle's Seattle's offense has not been well you know we'll talk about it a little later um, the Rams beat the Cardinals eighteen to seven or eighteen to seven. The Colts beat the Jaguars twenty eight to fourteen. The Tennessee Titans beat the Texans forty one to thirty eight. The Raiders beat the Broncos thirty two to thirty one. Josh Jacobs also was arrested on the DUI. Get right, my guy. Come on, bro. You're 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 you're, you're still young, so I'm sure you you know. I'm sure everything will be all right, but come on, straighten up, bro. Straighten up. The Chargers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 38-21. to the, the biggest story out of that is DeAndre Baker, who is a very important piece to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. He breaks his femur, which, from what I heard, is a very rare— that's the thing that happened to Bo Jackson— um, so I, 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 you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, that's that's what happened. The Packers beat the Bears thirty-five to sixteen. The Saints beat the Panthers thirty-three to seven, and the Washington Football Team beat the Eagles twenty to fourteen. Now a lot of people, I'll spend some time on that. A lot of people are killing Doug Peterson for what you know. Jalen Hurts wasn't having the best game, but he wasn't having a bad game. But you pulled him to uh, bring on some quarterback that's been there for three years or something. And you, you you pretty much for sacrificed the game, and and you know the 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 New York Giants fans were were upset, Eagles fans were confused, and it, I don't I again I don't see. Th- is this a lot that's going on with Philly? You know what I mean? You have everything that's going on with the the Carson Wentz situation. Hell, a report came out saying the relationship between Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson is 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 irreparable, and he's going to request a trade. I just don't see if you're an organization how you can keep Doug Peterson, especially after you spend all that money on, especially you spend all that money on Carson Wentz. Just for him to be inactive, a healthy scratch the last game, and now Doug Peterson and him, and no, in fact, Carson Wentz in the organization pretty much is irreparable, seeing as how he was treated because of Doug Peterson, and and not don't that doesn't absolve how bad he's been playing, but you know, you know, and then also I also don't see how you have a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts and you have the possibility of ruining that relationship with what you did on Sunday 
seeing as though it's Sunday night football, prime time, and you bench him and he wasn't he wasn't playing bad enough to be benched. I, and then you come back and say, you know, I still played to win. Uh, I was trying to win the game. But every action that you did that game kind of pointed to not trying to win. So I just don't get it. Um, I don't see how you can keep Doug Peterson. I also don't see how you can keep Carson Wentz on the team, seeing as how good Jalen Hurst has been playing. Because one thing, one of two things going to happen. You're going to come back and start Carson Wentz, uh, and that's just going to, to me, ruin the development of Jalen Hurts. Or you're going to keep Jalen Hurts as starting, you know, starting, and Carson Wentz going to have to go because he he said he has no. He has no uh, – he, he didn't plan to be no starting quarterback. I mean, no backup quarterback. So there's a lot going on with Philly right now, and that doesn't even – that doesn't even mention the – the um, all the players that are upset with the organization because they felt they should be paid. It's just a lot going on, but, yeah. So the playoffs are here, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down – all of the first round matchups. I'm not gonna go the whole Super Bowl. I'm not gonna go the whole playoffs thing yet. I'm just gonna break down the whole first first matchups. Now, of course, you have the two buys in the AFC and the NFC. You have the Kansas City Chiefs and you have the Green Bay Packers. I do think that both of those teams are the best teams in their said division. Now, I do think that when healthy. Green Bay and the Saints, you can kind of go back and forth, but hell, it's they they've played like they're like they've been the best. So, you know, let's let's first talk about um let's let's first stay with the AFC. Let's stay with the AFC. Let's go with the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I don't think this game is going to be too close. I think that the matchup is going to be. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs against the Indianapolis Colts defense. I think that, you know, Jonathan Taylor, who is a really good running back, I don't, I think that he can gain on the Bills' run defense, but I don't think that that's going to be susceptible for the entire game. And I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think that the, the, the Indianapolis offense is good enough to carry them. I think, you know, there. I've said this entire year that I don't think Phillip Rivers is the guy, and Phillip Rivers has shown glimpses that he's still pretty good. Then he's shown multiple glimpses that he's not good at all. So I think that the matchup is going to be the Indianapolis Colts' defense which is really good, even though they are losing some key players in, in, to injury, but their defense against the red hot offensive firepower that is the Bills. Josh Allen has played like an MVP. You have Stephon Diggs, who's played like one of the one of the best wide receivers in the league. I don't see how the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think this is going to be a close game. You know, what, let me say, I think it'll be a close game, but not close as like the score close. I think that you know they're. I'll, you know what. I have the Bills winning by at least two touchdowns. Now, you can call it close or whatever, but I, I just don't see how the Indianapolis Colts can keep up offensively with the Bills and defensively, honestly. So, 
I think that I think the Bills are arguably the hottest team in the league right now, and the Indianapolis Colts. That's not the Bills might be the worst matchup that they could have seen in the first in the first round. So shouts out for the Colts to making it, but I don't think that the Buffalo Bills was the team that you were trying to see round one. So I got the Bills winning that. Next, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers at three and the Cleveland Browns at six. Now, I have gone back and forth with this game. Uh, One, and and I'm going to tell you where I landed. The Pittsburgh Steelers, like I said, yeah, they are, what, 12 and three, but winning has massed a lot of problems. We've we've talked about this on several episodes. I ain't going to keep elaborating it, but... What who are the Steelers at their best? At their best, there's a high power defense and a high powered offense. When you talk about the ding and dunk, but you have wide receivers like a Claypool, like a Juju Smith Schuster, like Williams, who they can give you, you they can turn a five yard play into a, a thirty yard run quickly. Now, yeah, they're they're run they have no run game at all James Conner's been bad and and Snell hasn't been too good but they had they have the players to be explosive the Cleveland Browns have the same thing you have Jarvis Landry you have uh Peoples Jones you have some players that are and then of course you have the run game Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt who are arguably the best one two when it comes to running the ball in the league and the reason why I have been seesawing with this game is I've seen the Steelers at their best. The Steelers at their best, hell, they're eleven they were eleven and oh. At their best, they're one of the top of course, they're one of the best teams on both sides of the ball. And I've also seen them at their worst. And they don't look they look I've seen them against the Bengals like they I understand that's a divisional game but they don't at their worst they are a horrible team I've seen the Cleveland Browns at their best they destroyed the Tennessee Titans like they 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 made the Tennessee Titans look like a lottery team or 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 draft like an early draft pick team when they played. Then I've seen the Cleveland Browns at their worst. I've seen them against the Pittsburgh Steelers when the Pittsburgh Steelers is completely healthy. I've seen them against the Baltimore Ravens getting get destroyed. So I I, I just seesaw this game, man. And the reason why I'm going to stick with the Pittsburgh Steelers is what I saw on Sunday. Pittsburgh sat pretty much their entire team. Pretty much like all their best players pretty much set Claypool played and and some of the defensive players. But, you know, Watt sat Big Ben sat. I think Juju sat. I don't remember, but I know Claypool didn't like they sat pretty much their entire their best players. Cleveland played all of their players because they needed this game. If they would have lost this game, there was a good chance that they would not have been in the playoffs. And Pittsburgh, with pretty much their B team, damn near won. I think they lost, by what, like a, 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 a two points or a point? And that showed me that I don't know if the Browns can beat the Steelers. 
at when they're perfectly healthy. Now, I understand that there are key, key people that are out on the defensive side of the ball for Pittsburgh. You know, Bud Dupree, who is out for the season, he he's huge. And some of their back-end players are hurt. But I think that I, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Being the, I, I was for the long, you know, again, I was seesawing it. But I'm going to go with the Steelers beating the Browns. I don't think that the Browns have enough. Or I don't think that they, yeah, I don't think they have enough as far as I don't know if they can beat the Steelers. Let's just say that. I, I just don't I don't know. Cause what I saw on Sunday, they played their B team and almost lost. So and and, and the and the worst part about it was the Browns really needed that game. And, and yes, they won. But when I say they needed they that would give them more of an incentive to play harder. And I just I just don't see them beating uh the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I have the Pittsburgh Steelers advancing. Let's go with the number four Tennessee Titans against number five Baltimore Ravens. Let me first shout out Derrick Henry for being the eighth player in NFL history to rush for 2,000 yards in a season. I don't think that he'll win the MVP, seeing as though I, I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers locked that up. Um, but I do think he's going to win offensive rookie. I mean, offensive player of the year. So, shouts out to Derrick Henry. But let's 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 talk about this matchup. I think. Kind of like the Buffalo Bills, the Ravens is not the Raven. This is the worst time to see the Ravens. The Ravens are firing on all cylinders. They're they're destroying people. And I understand it was the Bengals and other people, but they are destroying people. And a lot of people want to look back on what happened last year when the Tennessee Titans played the Ravens in the playoffs and. You know, you 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 limit Lamar Jackson, uh, and, and kind of force him to throw the ball, and it just, and especially when the Baltimore Ravens play from behind, it just it just doesn't work out. And what I saw, what here's the difference: the Tennessee Titans last year is not the same Tennessee Titans this year, especially when we talk about the defense. Tennessee Titans defense is horrible. Like, 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 like horrible. And this is not the time to have a horrible defense going against this Ravens team who not only are they still destroying people on the on the ground running the ball, but Lamar Jackson is still, you know, making confident throws. Now, I still it's still the jury is out to see if they're still able to play from behind because they haven't really shown that they can do that too well. But. You're going. You you have a red hot def. You have a red hot Baltimore offense against a terrible Tennessee Titans defense. Now I understand that the Baltimore Ravens defense. You're you're gonna have to make like this. Really is gonna have to be a Ryan Tannehill game, and I say that like that's the only way, honestly, that I can see Tennessee Titans winning because you're going to have to load the box for Derrick Henry. You cannot let Derrick Henry run all over you. If you do, you're going to lose. Hell, look at anybody that's played the Tennessee Titans. If you let Derrick Henry run all up and down the floor, I mean the field, you will lose. And you can say the same thing for the Baltimore Ravens. The thing is, I haven't seen anyone stop the Baltimore Ravens running the ball mostly this year. So, I'm going with Baltimore Ravens. I think Baltimore Ravens can go deep in the playoffs, honestly. And I, I think that if Ryan Tannehill, 
hell, again, we've seen them at their best, and then we've seen them at their worst. And their worst playing against Cleveland was god-awful. So I, I, I think that this is the right time for Baltimore. Do I think that they're good enough to win the championship? No, but I do think that they're good enough to make a deep run in the playoffs. And it starts with Tennessee. Again, I, I, I know how good Derrick Henry is. I know how good Tennessee can be. But I just don't see them. I don't see them stopping the the rushing attack. That is the entire Baltimore offense. It's not just Lamar. It's not just you know J.K. Dobbins. Like this is the entire offense. Now I know Smith from the the Ravens defense. That's that's a big. You know he 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 probably not going to be there. Willie Sneed has been dealing with injury. Um. I think that you're going to need a completely healthy team that is there, of course. But I think the Ravens have enough to to win. So that's the AFC. Uh, again, I have Buffalo beating the Colts. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Browns. And I have the Ravens beating the Tennessee Titans. Let's move over to the NFC. And let's go. We, we know Green Bay has the, the bye. So... Let's start with the New Orleans Saints and the Bears. I think that this game has a possibility of getting ugly. <laughs> I I just don't I don't I don't believe in the Bears, man. Hell, the Bears had a six game losing streak this this year and still made the playoffs. Like, I just don't I don't see it, man. I I just don't, and especially when hopefully you get Michael Thomas coming back. And, against a team that is the the Saints that you know you get Michael Thomas back from an ankle injury that he shut down the regular he got shut down the regular season hopefully you get Alvin Kamara and the entire running back core and hell Ty Montgomery played really well uh on Sunday I just don't see how and, and not to mention everyone in their mama kind of thinks that this is Drew Brees last year. So because of that, you got an extra level of umph to this game. I don't. I think this game is going to be. I think that they're going to destroy the the Bears. I just don't feel yet. Again, on paper, the Bill the Bears have an incredible team. You have Robinson, you have Allen, you have uh, Montgomery at the running back position. It's just I don't think Mitch Trubisky can flourish against the defense that is the 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 New Orleans Saints. I just don't don't see it at all. So because of that, I got the Saints just destroying the the Bears. Again, the Bears had a six game losing streak this year. And we don't know which, you know, yeah, Mr. B- I mean, Mr. Biscay has looked good the last few few games, but hell, we saw them what just yes, just Sunday, just get destroyed by the Saints. So I just don't, I just don't, I don't see how the Bears go into New Orleans and and win. I just don't. So I understand there'll be no fans, but I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. So we're gonna go next is. Seattle Seahawks against the LA Rams. This this game was was tough to pick because you don't know which Rams you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get the losing to the Jets Rams or you're going to get the Rams that just dis- destroyed the or yeah, the, that handily beat the Seattle Seahawks. And it's kind of the same with the Seahawks. This is the first time this season that you can actually look and their defense is playing better than their offense. Now, their defense is not that good, but their defense, you know, with Njoku and and uh, 
Adams, they've been they've been incredible these last few weeks. While their offense is stuttered, you know, uh, DK Metcalf, bro, he continues to drop balls, bro. Like he has incredible. He's an incredible player. He has incredible moments, but he continues to drop balls, and I just don't, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it, especially on my fantasy. But you know, it is what it is. I just, I, I think that. I'm going to go with Seattle because I think that the injury to Jared Goff's hand is is substantial. And I do think that this team goes as far as Jared Goff takes them. If Jared Goff plays well, they can beat anybody. But if he doesn't, they are a horrible team. Um, So now, of course, you have Aaron Donald in that defense. But like I said, we've seen them. We've seen Russell Wilson beat this team. And I think that. If Russell Wilson plays well, they they win they win the game, um, and I think that Russell Wilson will out will outplay Jared Goff. So because of that, I have the Seattle Seahawks beating the L.A. Rams. But I think that this matchup is kind of hard to pick, seeing as though there's a lot of variables to this matchup. So and moving forward, you have the number four Washington football team against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, first shouts out to Washington for making it to the the, the playoffs. I, I think that it's, it's pretty much solidified that Chase Young is the defensive rookie of the year. I, I don't I don't see how you can give that to anybody else. But I think you know what I'm gonna say this: this game is a lot more evenly matched than a lot of people want to say it because. One thing that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggle with is going against a great defensive defense, especially one that can get to the get to the passer. And when you have the incredible defense that the Washington team has or defensive line that the Washington team has, I think that they can get to the quarterback. Now, Mike Evans, I hyper extending his knee and and it's day to day at this point. I think that'll that'll definitely uh, that could play a part if he plays or not. But I I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. I think that of course, like we just talked about Tom Brady, we talked about clicking at the right moments. You still have AB, you still have Chris Godwin, you still have Rob Gronkowski, you still have Ronald Jones, uh, you still have Leonard Fournette. Like you still have some great pieces on the offensive side of the ball. And Washington's offense struggles mightily, especially, you know, again, we know Alex Smith more than likely, actually. It's pretty much set in stone that he's winning the comeback play of the year. But there are our offense is a lot of three and out, three and out. And, you know, he, he also throws interceptions at, at really tough moments of the game. So I, I think that it's going to be a lot closer. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do have Tampa Bay winning this this matchup so because now i have like i said the saints beating the bears i have seattle beating the rams and i have the tampa bay buccaneers beating the washington football team so those are my playoff predictions for the first round again next week i'll i'll go with the um you know i'll i'll give my prediction of what i think is going to happen there but uh yeah. So now what do, what do we do? What let's talk about the teams that didn't make the playoffs and what ha, what's next for them. And I'm going to go over all of them. Oh. Let's uh let's first start 
with the the Atlanta Falcons. I've said time and time again, hire Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy to me will fit perfectly with Atlanta, um, and we've seen what he's done with the off on the offensive side of the ball with Kansas City Chiefs. I think with the talent that you have, you know Matt Ryan, uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Julio Jones, they're going to have to figure out what they want to do with Todd, uh, Todd Gurley, but I think that Eric Bieniemy would be great for Atlanta. And then after that, you have to really attack that defense heavy because that defense was, is a main reason why they are 4-12. and 12. So hire, hire, hire Eric Bieniemy, work on the defense for the Atlanta Falcons. The Giants, I think you need to really figure out uh, – Bring in some more personnel, especially on the offensive, yeah, offensive side of the ball. I know you have Slayton, I know you have Shepard, but I think that if you get a, you know, and not to mention, say Juan Bartley's coming back. So I think, you know, I think just give the, you know what, let me say, this. give give New York some time. I, I need to see how they look next year with Daniel Jones, a healthy Saquon Barkley, Slayton, uh, Ingram, bro. Wow, it, he had a decent game on on Sunday. He still struggles with drops, so figure that out. I think the the the, the Giants would be pretty good. The Cowboys again. You need to figure out who if Mike McCarthy is going to be your head coach moving forward, and also you need to figure out. One pay Dak or or not, but I think that it might be time to 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 trade some of these pieces. Trade Amari Cooper. Trade a Zeke. I understand it's going to be hard for the money that they're making, but they're making too much money to not produce at a high level. You know what I mean? So I think you need to figure that out. Uh, the Jets get <laughs> figure out what you're going to do with the second overall pick, seeing as though you're not going to get Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And hire, hire, get a, get a, get a coach that works because you, you fire Adam Gates finally and get a coach that works and figure it, figure it out from there. The Patriots, one, you have to figure out who your quarterback is going to be, seeing as though Cam New is not going to be there. I don't know if you try to make moves in the draft, but you, you need to, I think the Patriots need to figure out how to, how to, adapt their system now i'll give them credit they haven't had to do that for what 18 years because of how great tom brady's been but and tom brady was the system like the the system would not work if it's not tom brady and as we've seen so now whoever your next quarterback is going to be you have to sure you have to you you have to build the system around them and make it work and, of course, I know that a lot of opt-outs will be coming back next year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I think they'll be all right defensively. It's just where every quarterback is going to be, not only get a good quarterback, but get wide receivers. That's just, Get wide receivers. Get wide receivers that are good. So the Vikings, you need to figure out if, if um, Kirk Cousins is your guy because this team is too talented not to be in the playoffs. Like, and I'm not going to put it solely all on Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is the main reason why the Vikings are not in the playoffs. The Vikings that have Delvin Cook, who is arguably the best running back in the league. Uh, Justin Jeffries, who's arguably, if not the best 
rookie wide receiver in the league. You have Adam Thielen. You have so many. You have Kyle Rudolph. Like you have so many good pieces. Yet you're outside of the playoffs. I don't know. The Lions. I think it might be time to trade or or yeah trade Matthew Stafford and figure out what you're going to do with that. And one, you got to get a, a higher head coach, but figure out what you're going to do with that team as far as do you want to attack you need to attack the defense no you need to attack the offensive help because there's no reason that marvin jones is your best offensive weapon so like you need to bring you need to first get a quarterback at this point or if you're gonna stick with matthew Stafford, i think i think matthew Stafford should should get up out of there but and i'm not saying it's his fault but i'm saying that you know it, it's just it's run his course at this point um, but Matthew stop, you know, figure out what you're going to do at quarterback and really get some offensive weapons on that team. Uh, the Bengals get Joe Burrow back. That's the first thing you do. Get Joe Burrow back. And I've said this time and time again, but a, their defense is God awful. Like their defense has been awful with, um, Marvin Lewis. Their, their defense was horrible with, with, uh, Carson, Carson Palmer, like Carson Palmer, their defense has been god awful forever. So really attack the defense. But now that you have a quarterback in Joe Burrow that you know is the future, so for your franchise, the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins have to do much. I think the Dolphins have to really nurture uh, Tua and 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 I don't think that you know they're they're coach they have a great coach in brian flores they have really good offensive pieces they have really good defensive pieces i think you know it's it you just continue to develop and i think that they'll be all right the 49ers i think you need to get all your players back healthy you know jimmy garoppolo nick bosa um you know a lot of players that you lost due to injury hell they lost pretty much their entire running back core so I, and and then you need to figure out is Jimmy is Jimmy Garoppolo your quarterback moving forward if he's not i think you'll get a a pretty good haul for him but i think that the 49ers just need to get back healthy honestly and hell they were in the super bowl last year that should tell you all you need. And then they, they a lot of players got hurt. So I think that they need to get back healthy. Cardinals, I think Cardinals really need to address the defensive side of the ball because their defense is horrible. But, you know, I, I don't think, I think, I think they're kind of in the same boat as the Giants. They don't need to do much, but they do need to shore up that defense because that defense is, is bad. The Jaguars. This, that would, that could be a whole episode. Just, just get Trevor Lawrence and, and, you know, you fire Doug Monroe, um, so you got to find a quarterback. I mean, a coach too. Uh, they, there's a lot the Jaguars need, bro. Let's just start with getting drafting Trevor Lawrence and then getting a head coach, because there's a lot. The Texans. It's just it's just sad talking about the Texans because I know how good that they could be with Deshaun Watson, but. Get some wide receiver help, which is sad that I'm saying that, seeing as though you had DeAndre Hopkins. You know what? Let me let me move forward. Get some wide receiver help for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, for uh, Deshaun Watson, and 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 really improve that defense. Because if not, it's 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 great if you have a really. I mean, hell, we saw you have a top five, arguably quarterback in the league, and the team is four and twelve. So. Get some wide receiver help for Deshaun Watson, someone better than Brandon Cooks, and you know, 
and, and definitely attack that defense. The Raiders. I don't really know what the Raiders need. I think that they need to figure out. Uh, I think John Gruden needs to really figure out what the Raiders need to succeed. Because there's games where they look good. Hell, they were in the playoff hunt for a lot of the, for a lot of the. You know what? Boom. The Raiders need to need to attack their defense, especially the back side, the back end of their defense. Their corners is god awful. So you attack that. I think that you'll be good. I mean, you have Waller, you have Carr, you have Josh Jacobs. Um, Nelson Aguilar decided to catch balls now, so I think the Raiders would be good if you address that defense. The Broncos, the Broncos need to figure out if Drew Locke is their is their answer. There, I mean, you get Von Miller back, and you have some really good. Pe- they did they did lose a lot of good pieces to injury, but Drew. They need to figure out if Drew Locke's answer. If it's not, you need to again. You can look at someone like Cam Newton. You look at someone like maybe Jameis Winston. I don't know, but they need to figure out if Drew Drew Locke is the man moving forward. The Chargers. The Chargers don't need to do much. They need to, I mean, they did just fire Anthony Lynn. I think he's a really good coach, but he does fall into some pretty bad habits, especially, you know, at the end, you know, when you're up, he, he kind of goes conservative. And I think that that kind of hurts them. So I think you need to, you need to hire the right coach, the coach that can connect with Justin Herbert. But you have, I mean, hell, you have Justin Herbert, you have Mike Williams, you have, Eckler or Ecker, you have um, Keenan Allen. You have a really good defense. I just think that they need the right coach. The right coach can really take them over the top. The Panthers, the Panthers need to figure out if Teddy Bridgewater is it. If he's not, then because because I understand it's the first season with him, but Jesus, like that was that was bad. Um, yeah, the Panthers need a lot, man. <laughs> and the the Eagles. The Eagles, I think you need to you need to figure out what's going to go on with Carson Wentz. Either you trade him or you you keep him, but I don't see how you keep him. So you need to figure out who can go for Carson Wentz. I, I think that the Colts can be good for Carson Wentz. I, I know there will be a, someone that wants Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz isn't god-awful. He did have a horrible season. I don't think he's god-awful. And I think you, I think Doug Monroe might. I mean, I think uh, Doug Peterson might got to go. Like I don't, I don't see how you see what happened this season, and he continues to have a job. I just, I don't see it. But hell, I, they don't pay me nothing. They don't. The Eagles don't pay me. So, but there, there you have it, man. Uh, is there anything else I want to talk about football? No, let's move forward. Steph Curry. That's. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. This this is to Steph Curry. You know, a lot of people have talked about. A lot of people have. We understand that the 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 Golden State Warriors are three and three right now, and they are struggling. <laughs> and a lot of people now want to take shots at Steph Curry, saying that he can't carry a team, saying that he's not as good as he shouldn't. He didn't deserve the two MVPs. He didn't deserve. You know the he didn't deserve the three championships or the three championships was handed to him. A lot of people want to are, are kicking Steph Curry while he's down until two nights ago when Steph Curry drops a career high 62 against Portland. You know, 
This it's just just put some respect on cuz just put some respect on the man's name. Steph Curry is the best point guard in the league. You know, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's funny, and, and I hear this a lot, and it's just, what what's funny to me is, a lot of people want to want to kill LeBron James, and I'm not saying Steph Curry's on the same level as LeBron, but hear me out. A lot of people want to kill LeBron James, saying LeBron James didn't succeed, this, that, and the third, and the people defending LeBron say, LeBron, you can't do it on, you, you know, LeBron can't do it on his own. LeBron James needed help. You look at the team that LeBron James, the last Cleveland team, you had like uh, J.R. Smith, you had Richard Jefferson, you had uh, you have some, you had Kyle, Kevin Love, and you had some 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 bad pieces. Still made the still made the championship, and people say you know LeBron James couldn't do it on his own. Now you look at Steph Curry, and you're hell. Kelly Oubre, I think this entire season, this in these six games, he has only made two threes, I believe. Andrew Wiggins has been god-awful when it comes to offensive side of the ball, shooting the ball, threes. Steph Curry is the only player on the team that can consistently not only create his shot, but make a shot on his team. Here, here's the stat that you need. This is the only stat that you need to that 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 can further my point. Golden State is 3-0, and I believe, when Steph Curry scores over 30 points. When he scores under 30, they're 3, I mean, they're 0-3. That shows you all you need to know about Golden State. Golden State's not a good team. I I, I might, I, I think my early prediction of them at least making, you know, being a top five team in the playoff, I mean, in the, in the West, is definitely uh, looking bad right now, but Put some respect on Steph Curry's name. Steph Curry is still the greatest shooter we've ever seen. Steph Curry is still you can you can he can carry a team. It's just this team is really bad right now, like really bad. Um, now I understand people's gonna say, but what happened? No one gave uh, Russell Westbrook a pass when KD left. Russell Westbrook wanted to be by himself. Russell Westbrook tried hard not to win the game, but he tried to get triple doubles, which he succeeded with. A lot of people say, you know, James Harden, he had to carry his team. Yeah, James Harden, because we see that when James Harden plays with other superstars, it doesn't work out. I'm not saying James Harden bad or anything. I'm just saying he's played with other superstars and it hasn't been, it hasn't worked. Put some respect on Steph Curry's name, bro. Steph Curry is still the greatest shooter we've ever seen. Steph Curry, and that just showed you last night when you when you have people saying, you know, Steph Curry is trash or or a fluke. Oh, okay, okay. Again, shouts out to Steph Curry for dropping sixty two. Um, Melo passed Tim Duncan with scoring four or uh, on fourteenth well, on the all time scoring list. I mean, one thing that we know about Melo is he's a scorer. Melo is going to score the ball. Melo can shoot. Melo is arguably one of the greatest offensive weapons of our generation. That's just that's just what Melo is. Um, I think Melo was most definitely a Hall of Famer. I think that the only the only knock on Melo's game is not winning a championship. Now we can talk about that until this to the cows come home. But you know that that's one thing. Like like Charles Barkley. 
that he had an incredible career, but the one thing that eluded him was the championship. I think, I think the difference, however, between Charles Barkley and Melo was Melo had a a a route, couple routes to win the championship. He just didn't. You know, uh, he could have went on that Bulls team with Derrick Rose and Pau Gasol. He chose the money. He could have went. Um, he could have went to the to the to the Heat team with LeBron James and Melo. I mean, and and D Wade, he didn't. He chose to stay with the Knicks. Some of those Knicks had some pretty good teams until injuries hit. Uh, he could have stayed with the Nuggets. Uh, the, hell, the Nuggets went to the Western Conference Championship uh, against Kobe and them. They just lost. So I think that that's the difference between Melo and Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, to me, he didn't. I mean, yeah, he made it to the championship uh, with Phoenix, but. Melo had a lot more opportunities to win. He just didn't. But that doesn't take away from the fact that Melo is still a, a future Hall of Famer and still one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. So, shouts out to Melo for passing Tim Duncan uh, for 14th all-time in the scoring list. Nikola Jokic uh, had, 44, had his 44th triple-double, which is ninth all-time. I say this, I think Nikola Jokic at least is top five. I don't know where I put him, but top five most skilled bigs we've ever seen. I'm not saying he is the most skilled, but when you look at skill and you look at all the things that Nikola Jokic can do, not only can he score at a high level, but he can pass the ball sometimes almost sometimes like a point. He can he can dribble the ball. He he his assisting ability and his, the, the way that he his court vision is incredible, especially for a big. And so again, 44 triple doubles as a as a big is 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 unheard of. So I you know, again, he's ninth all time in career triple doubles, not not ninth all time with bigs. It's it's career. So um, again, I think that he's top five, arguably most skilled bigs we've ever seen, honestly. And lastly, before we go, Kevin Durant became the ninth fastest player to score twenty three thousand points. Um, I'm tired, you know. Kevin Durant is 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 Kevin Durant, man. I I just want to, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, Kevin Durant's done. Kevin Durant should retire due to his injury. Uh, Kevin Durant should just sit out. Kevin Durant, you know, it's it's over with for Kevin Durant. He'll never be the same. Kevin Durant is showing you, hey, I'm I'm Kevin Durant. We've never seen a player like Kevin Durant. This is why I say that Kevin Durant, in my opinion, is the second greatest. A small forward we've ever seen because we've never seen a player like Kevin Durant. We've never seen someone his height with his dribbling ability and his scoring ability. Hell, I think what two nights ago he dropped like 33 points. Like, and this is coming after a ruptured Achilles. So, all I'm saying is, you know, this is the respect. Put some respect on Curry's name. Put some respect on Melo's name. Put some respect on Jokic's name. And put some respect on Kevin Durant's name. These are greatness that we're seeing, and it's time, and we have to cherish it. But there you have it, guys. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Uh, happy 2021. I hope that you guys have a prosperous year. Hope you have a prosperous week. I thank you for supporting. I thank you. If you want to buy a hoodie, uh, you can buy one. If you want to buy a shirt, you can buy one. Just hit me up. I got you. Please subscribe to wherever you're listening or watching. It would mean a lot to me. Uh, 
And until next time, man, much love. Mic check. To the end for two milli. Do 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 do. That's the audio daily double. Rappers need to fall off just to save me the trouble, yo. Watch your own back. Came in and go out alone, black. Stay in the zone. Turn H2O to cognac on Doomsday. Ever since the womb till I'm back with my brother went. That's what my tumor say. Right above my government tumor lake. Either unmarked or engraved. Hey, who's to say? I wrote this one in BCDCO section. If you don't believe me, go get bagged and checked in. Cell number 17, I'm under the top bunk. I say this not to be mean, what's bad luck a pop junk? Pop the trunk on C-Cypher Punk, leave him left scrape. God forbid, if ain't no escape, blame a left tape. Definition super villain. A killer who loved children, one who is well skilled in destruction as well as building. While Sidney Sheldon teaches the trife to be trifer. I'm trading science fiction with my man, a live lifer. A pie piper, holler a rhyme, a dollar and a dime. Do his thing, ring around the white collar crime. Get out my face, asking about my case, need toothpaste. Refreshment, monkey style nigga to death to death. And dope fiends still in their teens Shook niggas turn witness Real men's mind their own business That's the difference between Sissy pissy rappers is double dutch How come I hold a microphone double clutch COs make rounds Never have ox found On shakedown, lockdown Wet dreams of Fox Brown On doomsday Ever since the wound Till I'm back where my brother went That's what my tumor say Right up on my government tumor lay Either unmarked or engraved Hey who's to say Doomsday, ever since the womb till I'm back to the essence, read it off the tomb, either engraved or unmarked grave, who's to say, pass the mic like pass the peas like they used to say, some MFers don't like how Sally walk, I tell y'all fools is hella cool, her ladies from Cali talk, never let it interfere with the Yeti ghetto slang, nicknames off nipple and tip of nipples metal fang, known amongst hoes for the bang bang, known amongst foes for flow without no talking orangutans, only gin and tang, guzzle out a rusty tin can, me and this mic is like yin and yang, Crime don't pay Listen you It's like me Holding up the line At the kissing booth I took her back to the truck She was uncool Spitting all out the sunroof Through her missing tooth But then she has a sexy voice Sound like Jazzy Joyce So I turned it up Faster than a speeding knife Strong enough to please a wife Able to drop today's math In the 48 keys of life Cut the crap for his rap Touch the mic and get the same thing A rabbit would do to you for stealing What the devil He's on another level It's a word No a name MF the super villain
Thank <laughs> you.